everybody. Thanks for listening to Mind Your Own Karma today. And I'm your host, Melissa Brunetti. And today I want to talk about BMI. And I know most of us know what BMI stands for, body mass index. And BMI tells us by percentage of body fat, if you are healthy or obese. But do you know what your spiritual BMI is? Spiritual BMI kind of just came to me um, earlier this week during a meditation. It just, this idea popped in my head. And so to be honest with you all, I have been sorely lacking in my meditation practices <laughs> lately. Um, I have a, a beautiful meditation shed in my backyard that, you know, I hung the curtains and I put a nice rug in there, my incense and pillows and singing bowls and the whole shebang. Um, so peaceful in there and I could stay in there for hours really, but I, I don't know why sometimes it feels like such a chore to go in there, but it does sometimes. Um, I don't know, but, but once I'm out there, it's like my favorite place to be, but yeah, I've been lacking on the meditation practices and I've been trying to be better lately because I remember when I first started getting into meditation, I would have like these wild visions of color um, that I couldn't even explain the color to you. I've never seen these colors before. And I would go into such a deep meditation sometimes that I would have to stop myself because I was afraid that I wouldn't come back. Like it felt like you could feel like these layers that you were just like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was like, if I keep going, I don't know where I'm going to end up. <laughs> and so, yeah, I had some like really crazy experiences meditating in that shed. And I was out there every day for like three months straight. And I have this free app that I use that records how many days in a row that you meditate. And after about 90 days, I forgot or was busy and I didn't meditate for one day. I totally forgot because I was just so busy. And the next day I was so mad and sad and disappointed in myself that I had messed up my streak. And it caused me, I just, I stopped meditating. Like I was, my practice was very sporadic after that. I just stopped meditating on a regular basis. And looking back on that, you know, stopping meditating because I was disappointed that I had lost my streak. That was my ego. That was it. It was a huge disappointment in my ego. Um, so I had like a huge ego surrounding that and that I had accomplished the streak, you know, I'd almost gotten to like a hundred days in a row and I felt, Oh, so superior and Oh, so spiritual. And, you know, and now I'd ruined it. And I was meditating I realized I was meditating just to get these stupid stars on an app that everybody could see that I had done all these meditations and, you know, and now they're all gone. Everything was all gone. So I had to realize I wasn't meditating for the benefits or even for myself. Like it was for the, my stupid ego. I mean, what the hell? And I had totally set myself up with expectations and didn't prepare myself for, you know, giving myself some grace when there's no way that I was going to keep that up every single day. But I had that expectation and I didn't prepare myself for the day that I missed. 
So, you know, it was bound to happen, but I, I just wasn't prepared for it when it finally did happen. And boy, was my ego freaking pissed off. So now I'm trying to get back in the habit again, but this time I'm doing it for me and I'm not consistent. You know, I try to get out there like three or four times a week, but you know, I just, I'm trying to fit it in. So yeah, I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it for guidance from my spirit guides in the universe. And they give me some pretty good stuff on occasion. And this subject was given to me while meditating. And, you know, sometimes even things will come to me in the middle of the night. And that's how I got the name for this podcast was literally out of nowhere. It popped in my head out of a dead sleep and it woke me up. I don't know. Has that ever happened to anybody else? I think it probably has. Like it cannot just be me, but I'm definitely more open now to receiving these messages from the spiritual realm. I really don't know where these things are coming from. And so I've been getting them quite often now, which is kind of fun. And um, I haven't been able to get to the point I was at in my meditation, like with seeing all the colors and being able to like, go super deep in the meditation, but I'm sure, I'm sure it'll come back to me in time. So I'm just going to keep practicing. But anyway, yeah, so I got this, I don't know, spiritual BMI popped in my head and I just started getting like what it meant. And like the whole subject just like unfolded in my brain. Like somebody was downloading it in my brain. It was so weird. So what is being spiritually overweight or spiritually obese mean exactly. And if you Google it, you'll find that it's an idea that Christians use actually to describe people that um, absorb all the teachings that they can about God and the Bible and and all that, um, but they don't give back. They just keep receiving and not giving it away. And that's what they call spiritual obesity. But that's not the concept that I was given, that was given to me during my meditation exactly. Um, What was given to me was this, when a spiritually awake person carries things in our conscious and subconscious mind that don't serve us, and those things take up space in us, they take up space, and we begin to feel that we are at max capacity, and you just can't fit another thing in your spiritual body. And I kind of related it to this. It's like, have you ever eaten so much food like at Thanksgiving where, you know, or Christmas or something where you've eaten so much because it's so good and you just keep eating. And before you know it, you realize that you're so full that you can hardly breathe. And you've eaten so much that your stomach has literally pushed your diaphragm up and it's now limiting your intake of oxygen. And when you're that full, it's impossible to take a deep breath, right? Because it just freaking hurts. And it's just so uncomfortable. And you sit there and you tell yourself, you know, why did I eat all that? I feel miserable. And um, I, I always laugh and I always look at Greg and I say, I'm never eating again. And he just like, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but You know, your jeans are like digging into your sides and you just want to go lay down somewhere until you can digest some of the food. You know, some of it gets eliminated. So the digestion does its thing and you and you feel a little relief, you know, 
And it just makes you feel so heavy from the inside out, right? And it just hurts. It hurts so much. And it can cause a little bit of anxiety too, because it doesn't feel good to feel like you can't breathe, right? And so that's similar to spiritual obesity because we are digesting and taking in all this garbage because we aren't consciously aware of how we feel. We're on autopilot and we don't notice that we're already full. And it's not even really full of the good stuff, the good stuff that makes you feel good. There's all kinds of junk in there, all kinds of garbage that we're digesting and just holding on to. We just aren't checking in with ourselves to see if all this garbage is worth taking up space within us spiritually. And what happens when we're overloaded, I mean, it's, you know, garbage in and so garbage comes out and we just feel lethargic and sick. And so what do we do? Since we don't feel good about our binging, instead of looking in the mirror and making changes, we let our subconscious mind take over. And we just decide that it feels much better there because if we don't have to think then we can just be on autopilot and we can just keep going on that hamster wheel that we feel we can't get off of for, you know, we can keep going for one more day. So that way we can keep cramming more and more and more into our spiritual selves because we don't feel anything. We don't stop to think about it. And we can live in a numb existence in our subconscious I mean, after all, we don't have time to stop and look at ourselves. I mean, we got all this stuff to do. We got tons of stuff to do. And I don't have I don't have time for that. I don't have, even have time for me, right? And that's the one thing you should be making time for is you. <laughs> so if you don't have time for you, that's huge that's a huge problem. I mean, if you don't have time for you, I can guarantee that you are definitely living in sucky town. And you are full of resentment, depression, anger, sadness. And I can bet you're really, really probably unhappy. And so, you know what? You don't have time to not look at yourself. And you know what happens to people that are living in sucky town? They manifest all kinds of illnesses mentally and physically in their lives because of their spiritual obesity. They're unhealthy spiritually, and that's the result of not living an authentic life that you love. So how do we sustain a healthy spiritual BMI? I mean, it's it's pretty simple, really. All you have to do is live consciously and be willing to let go of the things that aren't serving you. And I say and with emphasis because I do believe it's possible to live consciously and still decide to hold on to the things that aren't growing us. You can still decide that consciously. So you have to consciously decide and make the change. And those are things that are that, that are taking up the space in your spiritual being. They need to be evaluated and you need to let go of some of the things that aren't bearing fruit for you. You need to chop off some of those dead branches, the dead weight, and think of it like this. If your hands are full trying to hold on to all the things, even if you don't need them anymore, 
you're holding all the things and you have no room to hold anything new and exciting. But if you've let some of those things go, then you make room for something else. And it's probably maybe even something better than what you were what you were refusing to let go of. But you aren't going to get those things unless you empty your hands. The less you hold, the more your hands are open to all the new stuff, all the new things. And every moment holds a new possibility if we allow it and we have the room to receive it. I mean, we can't eat our favorite dessert if we're already too full and we haven't eliminated anything. We don't have room for it. And sometimes we dig our feet in and we clench our fists trying to desperately hold on to whatever it is. And maybe it's our ego that doesn't want to let it go. You know, if you're staying in a job for the money or you have this huge title and you don't want to give up that title or you're staying in a a relationship because that person makes you look good or maybe there is something in it for you that they have that your ego still wants instead of finding someone that actually fulfills you, you know, mind, body and spirit. Let me tell you something. There is no price tag for peace of mind. That's priceless. Peace of mind is priceless. So how are you going to receive if your hand isn't open to do so or it's full? And sometimes the things we decide to hold on to are sometimes the things that are literally holding us back from what we've been wanting and waiting for all this time. And we keep those things and refuse to let them go because we're comfortable and lazy and we don't want to change. Even if the change is going to be better for us in the long run, we don't want to hurt now. We want to put it off. We want to put off the change because growth is painful sometimes. Even if we realize it's the best thing for us, we put it off because If it's a relationship that you have to end, it's painful. Even if you want it or you know that you should do it, it's still painful, that whole process, right? And we don't want to hurt anybody. But sometimes we hold on because we feel an obligation to do so. And or because, you know, others are going to judge or they have their opinions or what others are going to think about us. But we don't want to let go because... Sometimes, like I said, it might hurt somebody else and holding on to a relationship when you aren't in it hundred percent because you don't want to hurt the other person. I mean, actually that's kind of a very mean thing to do because you owe it to that person to be honest and they don't want to be with somebody that doesn't want to be with them. They can't be happy if you're not happy. And yes, it's probably going to hurt in the moment, but I can probably guarantee that they'll thank you in the long run because there was there was someone else better for them. There was a better fit out there for them somewhere. And they deserve that. So obligations, not an excuse to not grow. You can't use that. And so stop focusing on what could have been and focus on what could be. What could be? What are the possibilities? What do you want? It's all out there, all those possibilities. Go get them. But in all this talk of letting go, I do want to mention one important caveat in letting go. 
we talk about letting go of what doesn't serve us a lot on this podcast, and we hear it everywhere really right now. But you can you have to be careful because you got to be careful that you aren't running from everything just because you feel a little bit uncomfortable. Because you might be dodging an opportunity to grow in some way. So you can't just every time something feels a little off, be like, oh, I'm letting that go. I don't, that doesn't feel good. You know, Um, just be aware that you could be missing out on a growing experience. So before you decide to discard something or someone away, ask yourself, is it worth fighting for? Because the line between this is uncomfortable and therefore it hurts and this hurts and it's making me miserable and there's nothing more I can do here is a very fine line. So, you know, you just can't throw a person away out of your life like you can throw out an old sweatshirt. I mean, and you, and you don't want to regret any decisions later. So, be sure you are exhausting all avenues. When you do look back, you want to feel good about your decision. You don't want to regret. So just make sure that you exhaust all avenues of mending relationships before you throw in the towel. And I found the perfect quote to exemplify this point. It says, to let go does not mean to get rid of. To let go means to let be. When we let be with compassion, things come and go on their own. And I can say that seems pretty true in what I've experienced. You know, your intentions are pure. You're not trying to hurt anyone. You're just living your life authentically. And everything just comes out in the wash. Like if You know, the vibrations between you and another person or you and a job are not the same. It's going to show and in time it will all work out for the best. I don't believe anything bad can happen when your intentions are good. I'm not saying things might not be hard or, you know, those difficult things are still going to happen. But if you look at it in as a growing experience instead of this sucks if you look at it as I can't wait to see this is ending, but I can't wait to see what's coming because there's going to be something better for me, then your whole mindset changes and you don't feel depressed and just down because your mindset sucks and you're thinking this, this whole situation sucks. So put that spin on it, make a positive, put a positive spin on it. Um, and just be like, I, I, I'm open, universe. Give it to me. I'm ready for what's coming. Whatever you got for me, I'm, I'm good because I know the universe is wanting good for us. They're constantly trying to redirect us into what we are meant to have in this life. And those are all just redirections. Everything that we see as negative, it's just trying to reroute you in the right direction. I mean, unlike Google Maps, because sometimes Google Maps, that woman tries to get you to go in the wrong direction, but the universe doesn't do that. They don't mess up. 
the, the universe doesn't mess up for you. So you can trust that GPS and yeah, forget Google because man, they've taken me on some wild, wild rides. <laughs> but man, the universe, they, it's just so true. I think again, when our, your intentions are pure, everything just falls into place for the good of everybody. And it might not feel like that in the moment. It might not feel like that in the moment, but in the long run, you will look back and say, that's why that happened, because this wouldn't have happened if that hadn't happened. I think we've all had that experience of seeing, ah, now I get it. <laughs> now I get why that door slammed in my face, because this door opened. So you just got to look for the doors, you know, you just got to look for it. And lastly, you know, letting go can be scary. And because sometimes you're letting go of part of who you are. You're letting go of your identity. And you think, if I let go of this, who will I be? Who am I? If I let go of this job, I'm not, you know, CEO anymore. Well, then what am I? You know who you can be? You can be you. And that can look like whatever you want it to look like. You can be anything. Your journey is personal and not anybody else's journey. So stop doing what everyone else thinks you should be doing. Ask yourself, what do you want to do? And, you know, spirituality is the thing right now. Everybody wants to be spiritual. But if you hate the taste of, you know, chia seeds after you've tried them and everything you ate, every shake and yogurt and threw them on your salad, and you eat so many that you're pretty sure there's like a chia pet growing in your inside somewhere, in your guts, um, and you can't, and you can't stand the smell of incense, you know what? Then don't do it. Your spiritual journey is just that. It's yours. And you get to write that book. You're the author of your book. And if you want to allow somebody to dictate what's in it, then that's your choice. But you don't have to. And just because everybody's doing spirituality or life a certain way, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And that's fine. It's your journey. But spiritual obesity is stagnation, and stagnant water gets nasty and slimy and green, and it can become toxic. So my challenge for you is to have a low spiritual BMI, evaluate what's in your hands, and let go of some of that stuff so that you can receive some more. Get out there and live a life you love because you are worth it. You are worth having a healthy spiritual BMI. And you are worthy of receiving everything that you want in life. So stop the stagnation, stop the procrastination. And go get that life that you want to live. Nobody knows how much time they have left. 
no matter what age you are. See it every day. This could be your last day. This could be my last day. I don't know. And I try to live every day to the fullest. I get up in the morning and I don't stop. I am constantly creating and doing and meditating (laughs) Um, and just trying to do all the things, all the things that I want to do. And there's so much, there's so much I want to do. And um, I just want to report back to you all listeners that have been listening on a consistent basis that I do have a website up, but I have to get my domain name on there. And as soon as that's done, I will announce it to you all. But remember at the beginning of April, I said, I need to do this. This was my goal for April and I did it. So just reporting back because that was one of the things I wanted to do. But now there's more things I want to do. And it just, you know, it just keeps all these things keep piling up. I have so many things in my brain. (laughs) And um, I'm hopefully going to get them done and bring them to you at some point. But for now, take what you need and leave what you don't. And always remember to mind your own karma. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mind Your Own Karma podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and comment about this podcast. You have no idea how much this helps to get the word out about this podcast and reach more people. Be sure to click the subscribe tab to get notified of future episodes so you won't miss a thing. You can also find my Instagram and Facebook links below if you would like to follow me there as well. If you would like to send me a message, have an idea for an upcoming episode, or even think you or someone you know might be a great guest on the podcast, you can email me at mindyourownkarma at gmail.com. And lastly, if you like true ghost stories, you might want to look into my bonus Karma Files full moon episodes. And if you have any personal ghost stories, you can email or DM them to me and they might get featured on the podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.